Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 182 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is reading without tarot spreads. And my special guest is Desiree from Intuitive Gems. Welcome, Desiree. Hi, Teresa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I am glad to have you here today. And uh, how long have you been reading tarot, Desiree? Uh, without Just giving away my age, <laughs> I want to say uh, close to three decades now. Okay, so you you might be in my age group, although you look a lot younger than I do. So. <laughs> but we, we're not people aren't going to see us, so they're not going to know that. I've been reading a long time too, and you know when I first started readings, uh, working with readings, I'm sure you found this too. All the books came with spreads. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a spread, so I think a lot of us assumed that spreads were a necessity. So what I would like. And in fact, I just talked to Melda Hughes a couple weeks ago about why you should use tarot spreads, but I would love to hear your opinion on why you might want to skip them. Okay. Well, I know for me, I am what I like to call an intuitive reader, meaning that I kind of tap into more than just looking at the cards. And so I find that not using a tarot spread allows me to really read in a more unrestricted, um, much more in the moment type of way. You know, not that there's anything wrong with tarot spreads, but I just find that for me, it's much easier. It's much more in flow. And I tend to get a more holistic reading when I don't use a spread. So in other words, they're more fluid without the constraints of a spread. Exactly. Now, when I first started uh, learning how to, you know, read cards, I, you know, got the books, got the decks that had the little white pamphlet, and almost all of them have the Celtic cross, and then they'll throw in maybe a two card or a three card spread. And I think that's, I think it's great to kind of start there. But then as you develop your own style and your own method and your own rhythm of really kind of connecting with your particular deck or whatever energy you're, you're into at that moment, um, I find that you don't need a spread. You know, if, if you have a very uh, clear intention and a very distinct question or a distinct area that you're trying to really uh, get some enlightenment or get some answers or information, you can get all of that without, without a spread. What about for something like a general outlook? Like, let's say somebody says, Desiree, I just wanted you to tell me whatever you see. Do you think that, that reading without a tarot spread could lend well to that? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, that's the only way I do readings now. When people ask, they say, oh, yeah, just, you know, whatever shows up, just tell me what you see. And a lot of times uh, I can just throw down four, five, six cards, and I can get kind of uh, a right now, this is the energy that you're kind of going through, or this is kind of right now what you're, you're feeling, or maybe what you're kind of dealing with. And then usually that kind of gives me uh, a diagnostic, <laughs> so to speak. And then you can 
uh, decide where you want to go from there. Do we want to go deeper into that? Or this showed up, do you want to kind of deep dive into that? And so it's just kind of a much more, to me, a natural way of connecting with the person, listening to my cards, and then also tapping into my own intuitive nature, like I said, to get a, a, a much more multi-dimensional reading, multi-dimensional feel about what's going on. So, you know, um, you mentioned about starting with the spreads, and I started with spreads, of course. And Melda also said for her, you know, when she started uh, reading Tarot, the spreads, again, gave her a structure. How do you know uh, when it's time to ditch the spreads and just go with what you're feeling? I think that's going to be different for every reader. You know, I I know uh, readers who will start with the spread and then they stop using a spread or vice versa. And then I know readers who uh, create their own spreads and they stick to that, you know, completely. So I think depending on your own personal experience, what feels comfortable, what feels right, and then having the confidence to really trust that, I think that will kind of dictate what direction you go. And of course, it will change throughout your journey. You know, some people will use spreads all the time and then suddenly they find they don't work or they don't use spreads and then now they only use spreads or they do a hybrid of both. Uh, I think that it really just, it's so individual. You know, there's so many of us with with so many uh, gifts, you know, and and I think that it's just kind of feeling your way through it and then not judging it as right, wrong, or whatever. Yeah, tarot is very individualistic. You know, I know there's some people who think there's got to be rules. And, you know, of course, there's certain, I guess, rules about, you know, the, the order or structure of the cards or whatever. But ultimately, it is about finding your own way. It is about reading in a way that makes sense for exactly. you. Exactly. And it looks different exactly. for everybody. I mean, I've had readings where people use systems, where they use very tight structures, and those have been great. I've worked with people who don't read reversals. I've worked with people who do read mm-hmm. with reversals. And I just always find it interesting how we all end up on some level finding our own flavor eventually. Yeah, you know, and my style has definitely evolved because now I will read with multiple decks. Like I will have, I mean, like I always use Rider Waite because that's what I've always used, but I will use two or three uh, tarot decks in my readings because I find like for me, if a card shows up repeatedly, like you will get maybe the five of swords and it shows up three times, you know, that's something we need to kind of look at, you know, and let's see what's going on with that. Um, But, but that's my style, you know, and then I, I know people who will only read with one deck and that's it. And then some people who will incorporate an oracle deck into the tarot and, and that's how they do it. So um, I, I think one of the things most people really struggle with is they feel like they need permission to do something kind of out of the box or off grid <laughs> from what is traditional as it relates to tarot. But I find that um, the more we kind of, evolve and the more acceptable uh you know tarot readings have you know now become i think 
it's only natural that we're all going to kind of figure out something different and figure out what works for us and then, you know, continue doing it. So I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, no, that makes total sense. And, you know, it's so interesting. I want to come back to this mixing cards for a second. It's so interesting for me because now we have the internet. And I started reading a long time ago before there was any internet. And there were very few books. And now there are so many books coming out. There are so many people, again, that you can find on the internet that are reading in all these different ways. It's like, I'm learning all over again. Like you can teach an old tarot dog some new tricks because, you know, you get really set in your ways and all of a sudden you'll get a reading or you'll see someone doing something online. I'm like, oh my God, I never thought of that before. And I love that. It blows my mind all the time. So true. You know, and I find too that uh, even people from different generations (laughs) will have insight, you know, like, uh, I have a, a, well, she, she doesn't do mentoring anymore, but I had a tarot mentor, a very uh, mature woman, you know, and she had a very unique style, the way she read cards. And then I, I see young millennials and I see young teenagers reading and they have a very unique style, you know, and it's so nice to kind of have the creative freedom to really just kind of blossom in your own way and, and be okay with what you're doing and, and, you know, your intention to help people and, and to encourage and to inspire and, you know, however that shows up for you, I think is okay. I agree. Now, you said something that got my attention. And so I've got to ask this now. You said <laughs> you read with two or three decks. Are you talking at the same time? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. My brain would explode. That is <laughs> fascinating. So that probably, now I'm, I'm visualizing this, that probably really opens you up, not just to seeing cars that turn up again and again, but to seeing all kinds of different stories unfolding. Because, you know, our life isn't one dimensional. We have so all true. these other players in our life and all these things. So I've never thought about working with more than one deck at one time. Tell me how you got into this. Well, it's funny because I had two decks that I was really feeling drawn to and I didn't know which one I wanted to use. I said, you know, let's use both. Let's see what happens. And right when I started shuffling, now I don't mix them all together in one pile. Like I will use one deck and I'll, I'll, I'll put out two rows of cards and then I'll grab the other deck and maybe I'll do another two rows. And usually that will give me plenty of information that I don't need to like pull from the other. But if I had to, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I find that a lot of times I'll, I'll see repeater cards. You know, I will see the chariot will show up twice. I will see the hermit will show up twice. And that's something, like I said, that gives me a whole nother dimension of information, of insight. And sometimes too, like, you'll see like the, like someone will have a question about something and that's the issue will show up in one card. And then that same card shows up again. And then I will be able to tell, okay, well, you were having a problem with that here, but look, it shows up again in a different position or maybe upright or reversed. So that tells me this is something that's not going to be a problem for you because I can see it getting resolved. You just have to be patient because it was a problem here, but now we see that the issue has corrected itself or whatever the case may be, but I love it. Now I can't imagine only using one deck. <laughs> well, you got my, you've got my brain whirling. We are going to have to get 
another podcast episode to talk all about <laughs> this because this is fascinating. It's something that I have not done. And I Oh, I, you should try it. Well, I, I worry about my brain, <laughs> but um, I will have to check that out. That's interesting. And I think this is going to be another episode that I would love to have you come back <laughs> and talk about this because I don't think anybody I know mixes a bunch of decks at the same time. Really? Not that I know of. We See, all and I thought that I would, um, I, like to me, that just seems so like, oh yeah, like nonchalant, you know, it just seems like that would be the natural progression, especially now, because as you know, there's so many decks out there, yes. you know? So I think the other thing too, is really finding a deck that you connect with, you know, yeah. and that may be more than one. You right. Know, that, it's like you mixing know, plaids. It, right. You know, or uh, depending on what the issue is, like I have car, uh, like I have a deck that I really like to use for like, business and money related questions. And then I have another deck that I like to use for more general mm-hmm. type reading. So, you know, again, that's all developed over the years. It hasn't, you know, I haven't just decided it's something that has been continually evolving as I've grown as a reader. Right. I, I love it. So let me ask you this now, can you explain your reading, your method for reading without a tarot spread? Let's say I came in, I'm sitting down, have at it. I'm ready for the reading. So what do you do? Well, uh, usually while we're talking, like you'll come in, you'll say, hi, Desiree, blah, blah, blah. And while you're talking, I'm already shuffling while we're saying our hellos, while we're like talking about what your cat did or what the kids are doing. I'm shuffling. I'm shuffling. As soon as I see you, as soon as you're on the phone, as soon as we connect, I'm shuffling. And uh, the other thing that I do is I read jumper cards. Mm-hmm. That's so how I. I've always done it. So usually while I'm shuffling, cards will start flying out just while we're saying our hellos and our pleasantries. So once we get past that, whatever cards come out during that time, that's where we start. So it could be three cards. It could be seven, whatever flies out. And then that's where we start. And then they'll say, oh, what do you see? Or, oh, my question is this. And then I'll start with that and I'll say, well, I can see, you know, this is going on or you may have a question about this or this may be concerning you. And usually I would have to say 99% of the time my cards are right on. And then we go from there and uh, then whatever shows up, most of the time people will have a question or they'll say, oh, my God, yes, that's what I want to talk about or that's what I want to focus on. Have you ever had a situation where. Someone, you're doing a reading and you maybe have a couple cards that come out and they just, they don't speak to you, you know, because I'm an intuitive reader too. Every once in a while you get a card and you're like, why did I get this queen of cups? This doesn't belong. I mean, what would you do if you got some cards and they just, you're just not picking up on a message? What do you do then? That happens to me a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. And I used to get really frustrated by it. But then what I do is I disconnect the meaning of the card and then I look at the physical image on the card. So let's say it is the queen of cups, you know, and it may not even be something emotional. It may not be something sensitive or or whatever. So then I will look at the card and depending on the deck, she may be looking whatever the card is next to her. Right. So I will look at the image and I will really just try and see what is the image telling me, you know, 
Is this a woman that's causing a problem? Is she looking at the card right next to her? And that's where your attention should be because that's where her attention is. She's sitting. Is there something uh, sitting that's related to this issue? You know, so I look at the physical characteristics of the card and usually that will apply to whatever the question or the situation. Um, Also the positioning of the card, like if there a card below her, what's that card? It's like, is the queen of cups, is she like over something or is she under something that's, you know, significant? So a lot of times I have learned to really trust that. I'll tell you a funny story. My mom was moving something and she lost $1,500 in in a house. She's a caregiver and she was um, looking for this money and she couldn't find it. It was in the house somewhere. We knew it was in the house. And I had asked the cards. I said, okay, give me something. I said, where is this money if it's in the house? And the queen of cups showed up. Now, it's interesting because that has no earthly connection to what the question was, if so I thought. But then I looked at the card, and she's sitting on a very ornate piece of furniture. Now, in this house, the woman had a very old 1970 ornate couch. So we're cleaning, we're vacuuming. We lift up the couch. There was the money. That's so funny. It was literal. I know. And it was funny because the queen of cups showed up because she is sitting on a very ornately decorated throne, chair, whatever. And so this ornately decorated couch was where the money was. And it still gives me chills to tell that story because it was so random. And I thought, this has nothing to do <laughs> with, with trying to find money. Yeah. Or with yeah. the Queen of Cups. But that's so funny. I love it when tarot is really literal like that. That's yes. so interesting. The yes. cards never cease to amaze me. The last question I'd like to ask you. So if you read without spreads, have you ever had this experience where you lay the cards out and suddenly you just don't need the cards? Your intuition just takes over and that's that. Have you ever had that happen? Many times. And sometimes it scares me because I'll have to admit, sometimes uh, the tarot can be a crutch, right? Because you think, oh, I need the cards in order to justify what what's coming through, you know, to really confirm the information that I'm getting is correct. But sometimes I will, like sometimes I don't need the cards and instantly I can pick up on something or I will see things or I will hear things. So um, I do struggle with that, though, because like I said, I think in some ways the tarot has become a crutch and I feel like, well, if it's not in the cards, how do I know what I'm thinking is right or, or what I'm getting is, is on target? But yes, that does happen to me. And I'm still working through that because I'm really trying to trust myself without the cards. Well, we're talking about working without spreads. We're talking about working without cards. And we're talking about working with multiple decks. I mean, this conversation, we could be going on. We could probably be breaking this down into other conversations in the future. I I love your thoughts. I love your theories. I love the idea of this mixing two decks up. So you know I'm going to be experimenting with that. Oh, please do. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Desiree, it's been such a pleasure having you here, sharing your wisdom. Can you tell my audience where they can find you if they want to work with you and experience these cool readings? Sure. Uh, You can find me on my website. It's intuitivegems, 
one word.com. You can also find me on YouTube. I do free monthly readings on my YouTube channel, which is also Intuitive Gems. And then you can find me on Instagram and it's intuitive.gems. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing this wisdom. And people, please be sure to check out her world. And you might want to be checking out one of these cool multi-deck readings. I know that's something I'm going to be interested in. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and so many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you are digging the podcast, do me a favor. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>